All right, bench warmers, welcome in. We're going to be- get to this episode of the far end of the bench, episode 17 with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. We just finished recording some audio fire for you guys. Talked a lot about, you know, we had that Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight over the weekend. Tons of football. Uh, college sports came back. Trevor Lawrence made his return after being out with COVID. And then we had the debut of college basketball as well this week. So tons of sports to get into. Plus, it's December. Merry Christmas or happy Christmas season to everybody listening. Uh, we, we do some things for Christmas and we're going to go back to doing what we did for Spooktober, but for December. Um, so be sure to listen. Even if you're not a sports fan, check those out. We're going to start every podcast this month with a little thing there. Um, and, and without that, you know, that's that's going to be something that's going to be fun for everybody moving forward. Follow us on social media at FEOTB pod. We got our link tree there to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, continue to support us. Continue to share us with your friends. And, you, you know, we don't want to end up like Tyson and Jones having a fight when we're 50. So so let's continue to grow this thing so we can make a little Jimmy, bit of money. Jimmy, I'm pretty sure I can knock out Nate Robinson at this point, man. I, I, yeah, I mean, Nate Robinson, yeah. I mean, Mike Roy Jones could have knocked out Nate Robinson. Anywhere near Mike Tyson. Bust my line, a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie being fired by the politicians. What's going on, Bench Warmers? This week, we have a special thing. Fanatics is sponsoring our first segment of the week. So it's the Center of Attention brought to you by our, our friends over at Fanatics. Be sure to go check it out. It's Cyber Monday as we're talking about this, but they have great deals all week. But now, without further ado, man, let's get into everything now. I mean, my certain attention this week is going to revolve around the commissioners of all the leagues. I'm going to signal out um, Roger Goodell more, more individually just because the idiocy he, he, he's been going on the past week, making the Broncos play, moving the Steelers-Ravens back three times now. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if you look at Adam Silver, what he's done, he's a player-driven commissioner. That what should be, that's what should be happening in each league. If you look at Gary Bettman, Gary Bettman has done a lot of stupid things. He's getting a little bit better. They don't even have a schedule out yet. The NBA is already prepared. They go in going into training camp next week. The NHL has been done was done a month before. That's ridiculous. And the other one, I mean, I don't even want to talk about um, Rob Manfred and MLB because that's already a shit show, man. It's just absolutely terrible. All these commissioners need to start taking after Adam Silver and start listening to the players more. Because at this point, you're going to lose your leagues, and and the Players Association in each league is going to get worse and worse. What's up, bench warmers? It's it's Monday. I mean, it's going to be Wednesday when you're listening to the, the. I do that all the time. I don't I don't know what it is. I can't get the days down, and I'm the one who, who decided the schedule. But we're coming at you Wednesday on the Unhinged Sports Network. If you're listening live, presented by Fanatics, you heard that little bit in the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And I mean. It was a good holiday week. Everybody got a little bit of a break, chance to recharge. Uh, didn't get as much football as we should have. But, I mean, Nico, what's, what's been up, man? I mean, how, how was no, your week? It was fantastic. I mean, the, the one thing I want to start with Thanksgiving was great. It was fantastic. But I do want to argue with everyone because I've been saying this for years now. But Christmas Day basketball is better than Thanksgiving Day football. I just say it right now because four of the worst teams played on Thursday. Not good games either because they were both blowouts. And on Christmas Day, you get, always get the best teams in the NBA. So that's why I'm still arguing. If we would have got to the Sunday night or the Thursday night game, it would have made a little more sense. But I, I, the Thursday night games were just – I mean, the Thursday games were terrible. I was watching the Gonzaga-Kansas game yeah. instead of the Lions-Texans game because I didn't even want to watch that. It was terrible. I mean, I mean both teams now have fired coaches too. Why would I even – 
tune in for that. Yeah, I mean, it's it should be they shouldn't have set teams. I mean, I, we talked about it last week. I do kind of like waking up on Thanksgiving morning and knowing that the Lions and the Cowboys are going to play somebody. But maybe it's time to look at just having good match because normally primetime matchups are picked to be good matchups. Yeah. Like we have, we I mean. We're not going to start off talking talking sports because we got some business to take care of with the calendar changing and everything like that. But I mean, you can look at this past weekend uh, and, and why the Broncos had to play because they wanted the Chiefs in Sunday night because it's Chiefs Broncos on Sunday night football. So um, look at all that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a second. Why don't you plug the plug the New Jersey? Because oh, we're, yeah, we're still bringing heat. Yeah, we're still bringing heat. You can grab this Germany soccer jersey, yes, on Fanatic still. Go get you a jersey, man. I've told you I'm going to bring new heat every single week. Link in the league it's tree. It's a Manuel Neuer jersey. You didn't think I had a soccer jersey. Shout out, insert name FC. Another one on the network. But, I mean, I, I got all the heat, man. I got all the heat. So. Uh, the uh, reverse retros, as we're recording this, drop tomorrow. I was on the website, on the Adidas website, saw the countdown, 11 hours. I'm like, oh, Take it's a money. it's 180 bucks by the way. Oh god! It is 180. Oh, man. Not two, I thought it was 225. Was, the website I was looking at said 225 oh, to start. God, that's so crazy. I mean 180. Okay, I'll take it. I spent 100 dollars uh, on our fanatics website today with with buying Bengals stuff. So I could do I could deal with that. Um, but I mean it's it's December as everybody's listening to this, and we had a lot of fun with Spooktober. So we decided why not bring back some some countdown lists, some memories from. The, the time of Christmas that we both enjoy, mm-hmm. but we're gonna start off. We want we're we're gonna write our Santa letters today because we've been good boys. Uh, I don't. Do you still believe in Santa? I, For the yeah. younger listeners, of course, yes, yes, of course, Santa, Santa. Yes, of course, Santa. Santa still exists because we do have some zero to seventeen listeners. So if you if Santa is coming this year, but let, let's go ahead, let's write our Christmas letters. Put out four things for our sports teams that we would like. So Christmas, but it's sports. Go ahead, write your Christmas letter to Santa for 2020. All right, I'll start. I'll, I'll go two right off the bat. Uh, my first one is I want MPJ to come in and be that second option on the Nuggets. I want him to be an absolute stud. I want him to make that next step, be better defensively, and become the next star for the Nuggets alongside Jamal and Jokic, and that will elevate us to a, an even better team than what we were last year because we need that from him, and I want him to be better. That's 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 my first one. Uh, my first one, it's going to be, please let the Bengals actually draft a good right tackle that can solidify the other side of the line. Don't don't let the Bengals draft another one of these Jake Fishers or guys that come into the league, play for each season, and then you can just tell that they weren't ready to go. So please, please, please guide the Bengals, Santa, in their draft preparation this year because that's basically what they should be focusing on. No more games. Who cares about the games? Let's go ahead. Let's get get uh, get some good draft picks for the next season. That's that's a pretty good one. I'll I'll stick with another another one of my teams. Um, I'm gonna go. I should shoot. No, I'll I'll go this one first. I want this isn't one of our teams, but I want to see UFC. I want to see John Jones for Stipe Miocic <laughs> for the UFC title. I want to see Ngannou and 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 uh, Miocic first, but I want to see John Jones versus Miocic um, you, somewhere down the road. Did you see over the weekend that Poirier uh, McGregor has been confirmed? That has been confirmed. I figured that was already a, coming. So I, I, I that's like very exciting. But I would love seeing the heavyweights, and especially see John Jones go up to heavyweight. I'd be very, very excited. Really, so. any big UFC card coming up? Anything that any excuse to get the problem Rev Coca back on the show exactly. will be good. So let's get another big UFC card out of it. I agree with that one. Um, my next one. It's kind of a personal thing, and Jim, this is going to sound personal. It might be personal. It might not be personal. I want every single Boston sports team to make it to the championship and lose, unfortunately, oh. in the championship. It's not going to happen with the Patriots. I'll, I'll save 
You know, football season doesn't have to be on this year's list. Santa, I want my next football season, every single Boston sport, make it to the championship and have them lose. If it's by one of my teams, great. If it's not, I really don't care. I'd just be happy seeing all those Boston fans go home unhappy. So that's the second thing on my Christmas list. My third one, man, this is pretty easy. I mean, I'm, I'm a lope till I die. So I want GCU, lope, spouse, cabal to make the tournament. I just want to make the tournament. If we, if we make the tournament, then I'll be happy. It's it's going to be tough taking it out of New Mexico State. But if we make the tournament, then who knows what happens in March. Anything can happen. So I would absolutely love that to happen. Um, we have, we've never made the tournament. It'd be a fantastic story. And how, many, I, how many years have you been D1? Uh, four years now. Four, five, years? four or five years, years now. We, we've gone to the, to, or the conference championship like title game twice now, or maybe three times actually. I'll take about three times now, and I've lost to New Mexico State every single time. So hopefully we can get over the hump and beat them and get into the tournament because that'd be fantastic. A lot, a lot of fun if we got into March. I know there's a lot of a lot of people that'd be very happy about that. I know the B Squared podcast would be very happy about that. And I mean, it's it, that's about the timeline. College sports, if you're building a culture, it does take a few years. Um, and that would be kind of the next step because they weren't D1, they're finally D1, competing for conference titles. Once you can really solidify that you're going to be a conference contender every year, then it's like then you can start being just considered a tournament team. So they're taking the right steps. Yeah. Uh, my next thing, hmm, I, I want to be able to go to a Stanley Cup championship parade. I like that. Within, a lot. I, I'm not, I like that a lot. I, I won't be picky. I won't be picky, but I want it within the next three-ish years. So, so I can still be young enough that I can I can part. I wasn't able to party with the Broncos Super Bowl parade. I don't know if I would have done that much, but if I go to a Stanley Cup championship parade, you know I'm going hard that day, and I don't want it to be in my 30s when I'm going to have to struggle the day after. I'd like to just have my instant hangover cure in my 20s. So I That's want fair. it next three years Stanley Cup championship parade for the Colorado Avalanche. That's fair. My last one. I'll, I'll go along the same lines as you. I want to attend. A playoff game at the Ball Arena this next year. I want I want the scene packed. I want this COVID gone. I either want to be at a nice playoff game in the first round or whatever, and I, or I want to see an Av, or Avs in the, in a Ball Arena in the first round playoffs, wherever it may be. I don't want to sit in my sit my ass at home and watch playoffs again like I did this this year. I just want everything to be over with, and I want to be back at the Ball Arena and enjoy myself and watch the games there. I, I'm, I didn't want to do this. I'm just going to second that because that would be a whole lot of fun. I, now that I'm a Nuggets fan, I love going to a Nuggets game, and everybody loves going to hockey games. Uh, so let, let's get, let's continue to be, do the right things, try and get ourselves back to more normal so we can go start seeing some playoff sports at the Ball So Hard Arena. Exactly. Love going to the camp for playoffs. We didn't have, like, remember that stretch for like four or five years? Colorado fan, sports fans. It was like four or five years where there was no playoff basketball, no playoff hockey. The only thing that made it better was just because the Broncos won the Super Bowl. We had Peyton at the time, mm-hmm. but then there was a year where Peyton left and Broncos sucked and the Avs sucked and the Nuggets sucked and the Rockies still sucked. And the Rockies, it, was yeah. whole, it was a whole thing. The Rockies were normal. Year. That's fine. Uh, yeah. It, there was a there was a rough stretch. So don't don't think it's all sunshine and rainbows just because we live in the great state of Colorado. It's been tough being a Denver sports fan. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into some sports. Kind of. I'm going to put an asterisk next to this one because the first thing we wanted to talk about, we oh, didn't mention it last man, year. This, we wanted we to. We mentioned very, very yeah, minimal. very briefly. Uh, but we we had Mike Tyson come out of retirement. I think it's his first fight in 34 years. It was and so Roy Jones 
at 51 years old, just coming off getting knocked out of the ring in Russia. He, he took on the, the man shark that is Mike Tyson. And then we also had a former Denver Nugget standout. Oh, uh, Three-time NBA dunk champion. And he fought a YouTuber with over 34 million subscribers. So, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe to this channel, hit the, hit the notification bell. But Jake Paul put, put Nate Robinson on his face, KO'd him. Uh, but there, there's some interesting things to talk about as a whole. I bought the paper. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I feel very, very bad for you that you paid for that paper. Uh, because feel bad for my mom. Because I feel bad for your mom. I found it. I'm not going to tell you where I found it, <laughs> but I found it, and I found someone was was streaming it, and I found it on my computer, and I watched the last two fights, and I'll tell you what, I am so thankful I did not buy it. If I would have mm. bought that shit show, and I, and honestly, it very well looked like the main event. Was meant to be a draw. It did not matter what happened. They had two belts already, so that's kind of suspicious. It's a little, little sus. It's, it is the w, WBO. Or I think it was it was WBO or WBC who was putting it on, who's notoriously just dirty. That's that's where boxing gets its shady judgment name. Uh, it was. Did you get the rap concert on yeah, the live stream? Because I didn't know that if stupid. I didn't. It was also weird that a sporting event was sponsored by a weed company. And then you. Well, I mean, it now, a, nowadays, that, that, it, honestly, it's, that's one of, it's one of the first events, like it, big events, I remember that has main sponsor a weed company. Yeah, I mean, Weed Maps and Triller uh, sponsored it. Triller's supposed to be the adult version of TikTok. I'm a little bit is. nervous to to get on it. I don't think that we're going to start a page for the podcast on that site. Um, but they paid for Wiz Khalifa, YG. Um, Snoop Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg also commentated the last two fights. Snoop, I'll, I'll, give, I'll tell you one thing though. He is a terrible. Play by play guy, but he, he brings he, that energy. He brings the energy. He he keeps it entertaining at least. It was like yeah. like I mean he said at one point it's like these are my two uh, drunk uncles yeah, at the barbecue. These my two uncles other. at the barbecue. Like, it, some little things like that make it more, yeah. made it more entertaining because if that little side of entertainment wasn't there, I would it would just been boring as hell. Uh, Stylebender wasn't bad. I didn't like this. I didn't like Stylebender as a commentator, but he did have some pretty good. The fight, did you, you, it was before you got on, but the second guy who fought ended up having a hematoma like yeah. what uh, Yarnage and Jacek had. That, yeah. And he's like, that really wasn't a fight towards the end. That was just an ass kicking. I was like, wow. Well, I mean, you are a UFC middleweight champion, so you're probably going to be able to say that and get away with it. But uh, other, other interesting things about it, I don't know why everybody, all the rappers that were contracted to perform got to perform four songs. We basically got... Like a mini concert. It was more uh, in between every fight. It was a boxing card, that's for sure. So I mean, let's let's talk about Nate Robinson because <sighs> the man the man basically let down an entire he, professional sports league. He let down all professional athletes everywhere. Yeah. And I mean everywhere. I think the one thing though that we take away from this week is the fact that it is very hard to play a professional sport. Doesn't matter what sport it is, yeah. you, you and I cannot come off the street and think we can throw a, a touch or a throw a pass in the NFL right. or swing in a right. boxing ring. That's just facts. We'll talk about Kendall later, but I mean, it's just one of those things where wow. you can't come wow. off the street and think that you can play a sport. That, yeah. that's, just, that's just that's just that's, facts. A, little, that's a sharp jab, a little bit, a little bit too soon, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that. And fighting. I don't know why you'd just sign up to box. He just, he just, Nate Robinson, first of all, wearing the Knicks colored shorts, which is an absolutely terrible idea in first place. Second, the dude came in like it was a street fight. Like he wasn't about to get hit back. I don't know if he boxed, like had any training, boxing training. No defense whatsoever. No, and there wasn't, he was jumping in and out, just swinging his arms wildly. It did look, he was fighting world star. Um, and the thing about the Paul brothers, whether you like them or not, I do. I find Logan funny, so I listen to his podcast every now and then. 
Um, and every and sometimes I just like to shut my mind off on YouTube, and they end up popping up the most on YouTube. But they do like they are very athletic. They have a athletic background in high school. They were getting recruited in college for sports, and then they both have been professional boxers for two years now. I think they got their professional license. So they've been in the ring yeah, before. I'll, I'll give them their respect because they actually have trained the sport and they actually respect and they don't, it yeah. enough. I mean, he, Jake Paul didn't look like he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't look like he was doing anything to respect disrespect the sport of boxing. He did look I mean, like... He, he did come out to, to a little Bow Wow basketball song, which was, that was hilarious. That was good. <laughs> which was hilarious. You know, anything, any, <laughs> was, if you know anything about the Paul brothers, they're going to do anything. That, they're going to go viral. They're going to do something to go viral. It was really funny because Logan started trending because people forgot who fought Which Nate Robinson. It's it like, wow, Logan Paul knocked out Nate Robinson? Oh, shit, Logan knocked Nate out too? It was, it was have so you seen bad. the Nate Robinson challenge now? Oh, my God. Those have been pretty money. So Those have been pretty money. That was so bad. I need, I need to hear what your take on this because there was a big debate on Twitter. Who do you think should represent the NBA better in a boxing fight? I'm not necessarily against Jake Paul, but in a boxing fight, who would you rather see than Nate Robinson there? Because there's a lot of list of names I can think of. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot of guys. I'm going to say, but I do, I don't want, the guys that I bring up, they might be a little bit older now. I would say like three years after retirement. So they aren't in their prime playing because any NBA athlete in their prime, I think Nate Robinson was in his prime. He probably performs better on Saturday. He's a little bit past it. I don't know if he's retired yet or not, but he's, he's probably think, a trending. I don't, think, I don't think dunk contest Nate Robinson would have done better than that. I'll get for being I honest. I don't, I don't know, but uh, so I think Ron Artest would be fun. Easy, yep. Because Ron, Ron Artest knows how to throw hands. Everybody knows that. Meta World Peace might not know how, but Ron Artest, and that's still that's if you watch them. if you watch the video of the Malice at the Palace, my favorite thing. Just pause it right before Ron Artest gets up to the row, and you see the guy who threw the beer, and he's got glasses on. He's a total dork. In a black shirt, it's like, oh shit! I did not know he'd be able to find that I threw find it me, and just uh, see his eyes me. widening like a little gazelle getting chased yeah. down by a cheetah. Uh, Ron Artest, and then it was—I think it was—was was it? It was one of the centers from the Chicago team that played with Michael. Uh, Rodman. And, no, Rodman. not not Rodman. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Rodman. Uh, he was white, and in the documentary, he had the goatee with like the oh, gray streaks. Yeah, I I think I I'd see I paid to put. It. He's just a big long guy. So. Yeah, the the people that came to my mind were Artest, obviously first number one for. for <laughs> I think that's probably everybody. Everybody. Number two, Gilbert him. Arenas. If everyone remembers yeah, Gilbert Arenas way back when, when he brought a Glock to the locker, the dude does not mess around. <laughs> Uh, he's 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 a quiet he's a quiet uh, dude that you could possibly put in there who who would show up to fight. Uh, people who come to mind also. What, what KG, about Chris? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's a bad motherfucker, uh, and Kevin, I would Kevin, ever want to cross his face at I, all. I think, remember hearing your dad. Your dad was telling a story to my dad, and he's like, it was when the Nuggets were playing uh, the Celtics with KG on the team, and it was right after Melo and Lala got divorced, and. The first thing that came out of KG's mouth was, "Hey, Lala tastes like Skittles, baby." Yeah, it just and KG's mouth. I hundred percent believe it. I hundred percent believe it. What do you think about the Birdman? Oh man, you, I mean, he, I know he he'd bring the hype to the fight. He'd have Chris he'd have a sweet sweet outfit, and the entrance would be on point. What do you think he'd do? Chris would respect it enough to train hard enough mm-hmm. if he were to put in that situation. I would trust him right. to know exactly what he's doing. I if he were facing Jake Paul, I. I Put my money on Chris a hundred times out of a hundred. That, that's a little bit because Nate Robinson's five nine and Chris is six eleven. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get what you where you're coming from there, but I think uh, just per- personalities that would be good in the fight game. Chris yeah, comes a lot to mind. Personality. He did base. He was kind of like a UFC WWE like a 
character. Conor, yeah. Conor McGregor kind of before Conor mm-hmm. McGregor, obviously. Um, Speaking of Conor McGregor, Jake Paul calling him out. Well. That's just idiotic. Hold on, you go from knocking out Nate Robinson, who's never boxed in his life, to saying, I want Conor McGregor. Oh, God, step back, kid. You're not there yet. You're like, not there yet. Like I said, he he knows what he's doing. He knew that that was going to go viral. That was going to get clipped. Uh, everybody's talked about it. I saw DC put out a statement. Uh, Connor, he said, Conor McGregor beats Jake Paul in boxing, but Jake Paul beats Dylan Danis in boxing. Because he also called out Dylan Danis as another. He was on uh, McGregor's team for a little bit. Yeah, and he is he Bellator, I think, or something? I think so. Now, okay, he's yeah. the guy. He's in the cheetah print. He did, he thinks he's he's probably trying to be Shawn Michaels in the in Bellator. He thinks he's sexy, so he has the cheetah print uh, shorts that he fights in and wears the mink coat to the ring. So that would be a internet spectacle. I don't know. It's interesting to me because obviously I don't know if Jake Paul wants to fight real boxers, but now he at least looks like if you gave he should get he should be getting a prospect fight. Yes, if he wants I, to be I a professional boxer and if he does want to take this seriously, he did say in his post fight press conference he might he loves doing it, so he might want to take it more seriously. Now would be the time to get him into a prospect fight because he's two and zero. You know he has some clout, and then you can also use him to test other prospects uh, too. Well, man, yeah, he loved doing it because it took him literally. Like less than two minutes to knock out Nate Robinson. The dude made so much money off of literally knocking out a dude that had no right stepping into the ring. Yeah. Speaking of no right stepping to the ring, can we talk about Roy Jones Jr. here for a second? Because honestly, Roy Jones should have retired really shortly after the Antonio Tarver fight. Uh, And uh, he went on for way too long. Like I said, his last fight was three years ago. It was against some kid in Russia. Who knows if he was making any money for it. But he got knocked out of the ring. He was a violent, violent knockout. Um, and then he just he still doesn't look great. Uh, he was known for his movement. Couldn't move as, as well as even I would think at 51. Uh, but Tyson, I thought, looked decent. No, I thought Tyson, Tyson looked like he could have had a, a foreman run if he didn't he, he wait could, so He could have fought another four rounds, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. He was not, I mean, yeah, they were huffing and puffing in the side, but when he got in the ring, the, that little tick in his head turned on and he was ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. he was ready to come out swinging. I mean, I do want to give Roy Jones Jr. a little bit of credit because he had the Kobe um, tribute gloves on, yeah. which was pretty sick. But either way, there was no right in that fight being a tie. There was no right at all. Roy Jones Jr., I mean, I don't, I don't know about boxing scoring as much as the new UFC scoring, and I still don't know about that technically because there's, sometimes it's just absolutely ridiculous. But boxing scoring is a little weird. Um, but the, the thing that there was a tie, you should have just made it an odd number of rounds just, just to make sure it wasn't a tie. Well, like, I mean, maybe, maybe it was. I mean, I, I'm almost, I'm almost convinced that it was, that it was supposed to be a tie. Almost, it, it seemed 100% that way. positive commits. Because if you listen, if you listen to who the judges were for that fight, because they announced him before, Vinny Panzienza was one of the judges. And if you've seen, it was Bleed for this, it was a movie with Miles Taylor that came out a couple years ago. But Vinny Panzienza is basically the real life version of Rocky. He would not fight well until he got pounded for six rounds. So he's got a lot of brain trauma. So I don't, I don't know if that was what was causing him, uh, but he was RC? consistently scoring. Every every single round, he gave jo- Roy Jones a ten. Yeah, our, our CT is bad, but his is even worse. Like it's just ridiculous. Not, not as bad as Sugar Ray. Shout out Sugar oh, Ray. Sugar I mean, Ray. you, I mean, Roy you Jones, got carried through that commentary. Roy Jones also in the interview beforehand was struggling mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, yeah, the, these two they're they're older. Like it makes sense. Like whatever, but like still, 
have a little bit of decency. I mean, now with Tyson's new Legends League or whatever it may be, yeah, maybe we'll see was more this of this. Was this the start of something? I didn't yeah, realize that it I was guess, the start of I guess anything. maybe this is gonna, we're going to see more like this. I don't know. I thought this was Mike Tyson doesn't have a hangover movie to do, so we should make some money yeah. and make everybody else some money. Mike Tyson does have a podcast, though. I do listen to it every once in a while, hot boxing with Mike Tyson, so that's kind of interesting. But He did yeah. look – I think he looks a lot better physically, and you can tell that he kind of looks like happier, too. Yeah. Um, because he's smoking a lot more marijuana, he started his own marijuana company. So I think that he's a he's a guy that you look at as to benefits of something like that, yeah. um, if used correctly. But it was like good on them for getting out there. They did show up and they they didn't look like themselves, but at least you know they didn't look. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been a it lot. Could worse. have been a lot. It could have worse. been Nate Robinson part two in the final fight, and one of those dudes was locked, knocked out unconscious at fifty whatever years old. Yeah, so. I don't know. That's like a I fallen and I can't get up situation yeah. there. Uh, thank God we didn't have to have to deal with that. That was that was yeah, fine. No kidding. Um, you want to get into the, get into the Broncos situation? Yeah, let's, get the Broncos let's get into the Broncos situation. situation. So, if you listen to NFL Unhinged yesterday, yesterday as we're recording this on Sunday morning. Um, and if you have it, you can go check out the video on, on YouTube, YouTube whenever you yeah. want. Um, but there was a pretty big bomb that ended the episode. I think DJ did that on purpose, but it was I don't know the exact timing of when Schefter initially reported it. But it was reported that Jeff Driscoll had tested positive for coronavirus and all the other quarterbacks in the, on the team were in close, close proximity with him in the meeting room, so they were all ineligible to play as well. There's no postponement. The Broncos were told, hey, we're going to play the game no matter what. So Royce Freeman got ready to take some snaps. Phil Lindsay got ready to take some snaps, and we decided to pull some kid out of a marketing job off the street and say, hey, you're going to play quarterback on Sunday. How does that sound? I mean, I wanted Phil Lindsay to get more touches, but holy fuck, not starting that quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Like, first of all. Also, him, Adam- going, him going down with another injury. That was already predetermined. That game was just a shit show to start. But first of all, NFL, make sure you better hope that all three quarterbacks test positive for them next week. Because if they all test negative and are quote-unquote asymptomatic but they don't have anything, it's ridiculous. You could have postponed the game till Tuesday like you did with the Steelers winning the game, but then moved it back another day too. You could have easily done that. But because you don't want to move another Sunday night game next week, you have to fuck over the Broncos because it doesn't matter. If Lamar Jackson was a starting quarterback for the Broncos, you would be like, no, we can't do this. we got to make sure everyone's safe and everything. But since it was the Broncos... Fuck it. This dude hasn't thrown a pass in over two years. He wasn't a quarterback since his freshman year in college. So fuck it. Let's, let's let him kill himself and absolutely get destroyed by Cameron Jordan every other play. Because that makes sense. Because yeah. the NFL has to make money and don't care about their players. I, I really don't think that it had anything to do with this week. They wanted to keep the Chiefs at Sunday Night Football next so week. So the, the Broncos ended up being at the detriment of that. And Roger Goodell, it's very, very bad what's kind of started to come out. Towards the end of the day today, I started, Adam Schefter tweeted again, uh, there's talk of the Ravens players boycotting. I think 23 players are going to boycott yeah, the I, game. I mean, why would you not after seeing what happened to the Broncos? It, the NFL, or Roger Goodell obviously does not care mm-hmm. what the players feel like and does not matter. He just cares about bringing in the dough and having a quote-unquote Wednesday night football game, whatever. Yeah, it's fun as well, fans, but I mean, it's it's detrimental to the players. You know the Steelers... Play turn around and play against Sunday. They're in the pick'em, it's, it's so just, they're, it's they're just, playing game on like three days' notice. So. It's just stupid. It's abs- I think they moved it to Monday too, or they might have moved it to Tuesday. Uh, they game, did but. move move other games around, but uh, if they would have played Tuesday, their game was scheduled for Sunday. So the, the, and they, they did that with the Titans. That's not a punishment, really. There, there got there's got to be something that they can do. 
And it, and it should be uniform. You shouldn't be yes. able to pick and choose what team you do what for. Um, and, and it's and stupid being, that this wasn't what the league expected coming out of what they did. Exactly. And with the Ravens, uh, people were saying, well, they're not, they're, they have 19 players, whatever. Well, half of those guys aren't even main roster players. I mean, yes, Lamar, Lamar is one of them, but half of those guys aren't main roster players, and you can still field a full team. The Broncos had 24 hours to tell a kid who was on the practice squad who was not even catching footballs because he wasn't even practicing. He wasn't even in the, in the facility. In the facility all week and said, Go out there and fucking throw the ball. That's what that's that's the worst thing that you could have happened. The worst case scenario. Roger Goodell is an absolute clown. Yeah. Like I'm, Manfred is just an idiot. So he's not the wor- Roger Goodell is not the worst commissioner. But still, it's just ridiculous that you 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 do that. It's absolutely asinine. And it's I mean, not like they're treating the Broncos like they're a third rate franchise. And I get that they've struggled. We, we won a Super Bowl within the last five years. We still have one of the Pat biggest fans. The reason the NFL's on Fox. Yeah, it's Pat Bolin negotiated that deal between the owners, the commissioner, and the, the league and that TV network. That's like the Broncos are a storied franchise in the NFL. I know that nobody likes to hear this in Los Angeles and New York, but the Denver Broncos are a mainstay in the NFL, and they are one of the main reasons why the league is where it is. Granted, it's because we had one of the, I think, one of the greatest owners of all time, rightfully in the Hall of Fame. He should have been able to live and get inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's it's unfortunate oh, that I was posting yeah. post. Posthumously, um, and now with everything going on, I mean, like the Broncos, it was just a train wreck of a weekend because you had that happen. The game obviously went the way that you you expect. We don't have to really talk about it too much. Sh- shout out Kendall Hinton, hey, kudos dude, to you because dude, I don't. He's all respect. He's all, he's our age. He's twenty three. Um, that was an impossible it, situation. Like you said, he was he was out there catching, not even catching balls because he's a receiver. He's not even with the receivers catching balls in and throughout practice all week, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Jeff Driscoll tested positive on Wednesday, I believe. So you had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all three days, four days, four days, maybe four days. I don't know my math. I'm terrible at math. Four days to figure it out. Like, okay, these guys are asymptomatic, but let's not keep them around everybody or whatever. And you could have at least had one quarterback out there. If we, I'm going to be honest with you. Actually, I'll, I'll wait. I'll say this for later on. But Yeah, but, save it for later but, on because but, we got to talk about it when we get Yeah, but, but with Pat Bolt, like the one thing I saw on Twitter going around, if the Broncos had a single owner, there's probably a good chance that game would have played because an owner would have stuck off the team. Pat Bowen, if he was around still, would have stuck off the team and said, this is bullshit, this wouldn't have happened. But considering that there isn't an owner and they're still struggling with the the rights to the Broncos team. The case just got moved back again. Which is ridiculous also. That's a whole other problem with the Broncos. But the fact there isn't a single owner to back the team up and be like, Roger Goodell, this is fucking stupid that you're, you're making us play a practice squad player considering all the rest of the players have tested negative since Wednesday. They haven't tested a single positive test. There's not. It's not like these guys are getting tested once every four days. They're getting tested three times a day, and they've had all negative tests come back. You're telling me you can't move back a day to make sure that the protocols are fine? Yeah, they fucked up by by not having masks or in a team meeting. But so did the rest of the fucking league. We just had it on tape. Yeah. Hey, hey shot. Uh, fuck Fangio. What did you see? What he said afterwards? He put I, the, I don't he put the, hate it. I, he, I, I, he, it, it, nothing he said was wrong. Nothing, no, he said no, was nothing wrong. we said was wrong. But, but you don't say that. He can't say that because he that. got fined. And he he caused the team pain. He put the league in that same situation. It's a bad it's it's a shitty it was a shitty weekend for, for the Broncos. I, I fucking picked the Broncos too and to pick them before I knew the news and that just fucked me also there. So I should I would have easily picked the Saints. You, you gotta pick up yeah, you gotta pick up Jim being Absolutely quick on the draw because he ended up 
after the Broncos news came out, he did end up switching his pick to the Dolphins, so he, he didn't lose with the Jets, unfortunately. So, yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird, wild way to end NFL on Hinge. So be sure to keep continue to tune in because you never know. What's I will not happen. be wearing the Macho Man sunglasses next week. Yeah, Nicholas, Nicholas sunglasses privileges. He was close this was week. Very close. I had a good week. Eight and four I, this yeah, week. Yeah, I had a good week, but so, not as good week as wasn't, wasn't bad. Um, Let's, let's go to some college sports because college basketball came back. There was some pretty good college football games over the weekend. Um, and we also have to discuss some more COVID news, unfortunately. But this one, I mean, the, the college football playoff debates are always interesting, at least. Uh, so we had Ohio State get another game canceled against Illinois. They're still only 4-0. Only a couple weeks left in the season. I think the most now that they'd be able to play is 7 what? They're still in the playoff. It does not matter if they if they went out and they win the conference. They're still in the playoff. Well, There's let, no doubt in my mind. First of all, before we start that discussion, let me put it this way: What should be the minimum amount of games for any team to qualify uh, for their conference championship game? So, what what, what should just the general? If rule you have a full be? scheduled game and fuck, and the other teams are fucking up because I I believe. With Ohio State, it wasn't their fault on a few of the cases, mm-hmm. and it's not your fucking fault. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't think there's there should be a reasoning behind that. If you play all the games you're supposed to, and you're not the team that's fucked up constantly three weeks in a row or whatever it may be, and did not do the protocols, or your team tests positive, or whatever, then you should not be the one at blame, and that should not be a problem. The other, and I was, I phrased it that way because then I was going to ask, how many are we going to allow Ohio State to have before? Uh, and, and you answered that before I even yeah, asked the question. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you, um, but it, it, is, it, it is you got to find some sort of an argument to be able it's, to. It's a different story if Ohio State is a team with half the team having tested positive. Yeah, if Ohio State's in the I, – I agree with Wisconsin being kind of co- – their big cat calls it COVID shame because he's a Wisconsin grad. Yeah. So, but I, I agree with them kind of catching some flack for everything that they did because they had 25 guys test positive. Yeah, right. They only, Ohio State only had one test, and that was like was Ryan Day. And I mean, they they were still ready to play without a coach. So that's not I mean, Saban fault. Saban didn't get the coach in the Iron Bowl because yeah, he tested. But that positive. was also a shit show because Auburn sucks. Yeah, so. Auburn's not not as good as they have been in the past. That's for sure. Uh, Trevor Lawrence came back, looked really good, four hundred three yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, he also basically said after the game, "This is my last game in Death Valley." So Jets fans, get ready and get yourself your Trevor Lawrence jerseys now. I, I, well, he, I he, we he was t- very reminiscent and emotional in the post-game interview saying, man, I love playing in front of the stadium and in front of these fans. It's unfortunate we couldn't pack the stadium out, blah, blah, blah. And basically saying, I'm fucking done here. So, I mean, do you disagree with his decision? Yes, because I would not want to go to the Jets. No, here's here's the thing, and I was going to save it for when we get to the NFL pick I read an article, and it does kind of make sense. I think what the Jets are doing now they're keeping Adam Gase because he gives them their best chance to keep a very, very high draft pick. <laughs> they are looking. I guarantee you, they're looking oh, for other coaches. They're I they're already sure doing their due diligence. Are. They're already trying to find the next guy, and they're already trying to find a guy who they think can mold Trevor Lawrence because that's obviously who they're going to pick. If they pick anybody else, uh, the, the Jets picks. would be the team to keep Adam Gase and draft some tackle or something first. I really think after the 16th game this season, they're going to walk in. He might not even make it off the field before the Jets owner or general manager looked at him and goes, hey, you know what we're doing, right? I don't even have to say it. Just go pack up your office. Let's not make this any more awkward than it has to be. Just leave. I just feel bad for Trevor Lawrence, man. The dude deserves so much better than the Jets. 
I just I don't think that he's going to benefit from another season of college. uh, You got to think the he's the best quarterback prospect to come out of the draft since probably Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. Andrew Luck got thrown into a fantastic situation because the Colts. I mean, they 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 had a terrible year after Peyton got injured, and it was just a very very tough or tough situation. Um, We'll we'll come back after this quick break because the camera turned off. So, all right, sorry about that. Yeah, what. Of course, we're still trying to figure everything out. The camera gets hot every once in a while. Yeah, we're working, we're using a GoPro, but that's that's what we hey, gotta do. Hey, we fine. don't have the budget yet. I mean, if you use a Fanatics deal, yeah. you might be able to. But go use the Fanatics link and, and we'll get better. Might help us get a better camera. Yeah. Whatever. Um, going along with that, like I just feel bad. Trevor Lawrence is gonna be stuck in the, with the Jets organization. Man, he deserves better. He's gonna be go down as one of the best college quarterbacks we've seen in a very long time and then he's going to get thrown into an organization that just absolutely pissed poor. Andrew Luck got very lucky going to the Colts and having at least some pedigree since considering Peyton was there before but the Jets have nothing and they have had nothing since Joe Namath. No, I, I get what you're saying but Trevor Lawrence he's not the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. He's better than Andrew Luck. He's the best quarterback yeah. prospect since Peyton Manning. Yeah. Peyton Manning went to the Indianapolis Colts before they were anything. That was when Jim Irsay, like, just after he moved him from Baltimore. So I think Trevor Lawrence, and it's difficult to say because he's obviously a kid. He has never played a professional snap of football, so it's very difficult to just come out and say this. But he does seem to have the talent because he continues to do it every single year where he's just going to be successful no matter where he goes. He's one of those guys that whatever situation he's put into, he's able to elevate the team around him. He's able to give them confidence. He's a guy. He's consistent. I He's been... He had injury issues in his first season uh, when he came in for Kelly Bryant, but really he's been available for every single game afterwards. He's he's shown that he can provide a spark. Any NFL uh, executive talent scout will tell you this guy is not only going to be number one just because he plays quarterback, everything that he brings to the field outside of his skill set at quarterback, he's the number one player in the country. Yeah, it's... it's Head and shoulders above uh, Justin every, Fields. Or everyone else, yeah. considering that draft, too. The Jets don't take him, that's for sure. I mean, the Jets need to just demolish everything, front office, coaching, whatever, and say, Trevor Lawrence, you run this team, organization, and wherever you go, we go. And that's the only way to do it, because Trevor Lawrence is that good. They, they have some draft capital now that they've kind of been blowing themselves up, so... I, uh, when I was on Air Raid Attack last week, it did. It is a little bit more of a, a better situation than what you would think initially. Mm-hmm. They really are just struggling with their coach. You retweeted that video of him arguing with the reporter, you know, it's, it's not worried about game. losing the 10, 10, 11th game in a row. 11th game in a row. Oh, yeah. Not worried about that. More worried about going head to head with the reporter. That's that's ridiculous. Play calling, which is just stupid. I, he's not even. Worse. Didn't he give up play calling duties? He did, but then he didn't during the game because they caught him on camera calling plays, and the O coordinator was talking to one of the players on the sideline. Well, so how, whatever. How else are they supposed to go into hyperdrive? You know, that's what they're calling their offense, right? Uh, hyperdrive. I don't know. We're, we're getting away though. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's stick with college sports uh, real quick. College sports. The college basketball was. It was like we said last week. It was so much fun having it back. My Lopes won on Wednesday. We won again Sunday too, which, or I believe Saturday too. And it was a lot of fun watching them. Good to have them back. Um, but the big game, like I said, this past weekend was Gonzaga, Kansas on Thanksgiving. Great game, um, Gonzaga. I was I, I was I was a hater. I'll be honest. Gonzaga, I was a Gonzaga hater, and I did not think they were going to be as good as they were last year. But goddamn, are they good? They, hey, they Chris showed a, remember that they showed a lot of good talent. Man, yeah. they got those two white dudes up front with the headbands. Yeah, I love it. Those dudes came off the wreck, like at the off the playing at the wreck. Man. Yeah, coming out the Y with the headband and the. 
They Scorch, have a lot Scorch of good decks. Talent, yeah. Man. They look like they have another white or another tall big that that's going to be a force you reckon with. They're going to win their conference hands down. But are now, they uh, older again? Because they they're they normal are, yeah. normally kind of led by seniors. And yeah, I believe they are too. But yeah. either way, man, it's, they had a fantastic week. The the one biggest surprise though of the week in college basketball was was Villanova. Villanova barely beat. Um, I believe it was Boston College, and then they, they got upset as well on Sunday too, man. They, they have fallen off. You'll hear about them later on in the week for um, my, my uh, beats, of the, beats of the week. But either way, like it, it was a fantastic week, and it looks like we have our Naismith Player of the Year watch already because Luke Garza from Iowa dropped 40 points twice last week twice what there's you, the only reason why i didn't pick him for player of the week because there's a lot of great great picks this week yeah there's a there's a ton of guys who just went off uh um what do you think of iowa though because i was listening to pardon my take they had a big long episode and, and went deep into college basketball since it was going to be the opening weekend uh i know they can score is their defense as suspect as they were mentioning it on that show? Is there are they going to have to score a hundred points a game to just be? Well, able I mean, to beat Luke Garza is playing like he is. It doesn't really matter if you can't slow him down. You're going to win. Like Iowa is going to be unstoppable. But that fun, the the fact is though, what happens when you do slow him down? What happens if teams start throwing doubles at him? Are you able to get production elsewhere? And are you able to slow teams down on the other end? I don't know. I haven't seen enough games yet to figure that out. I mean, I'll watch more games as the weeks come on, and I'll get a more good assessment. But mm-hmm. uh, I can't, I'm not going to judge and say their defense is terrible after two games, especially college basketball where it's a 30-game season. Yeah, they were also mentioning like, that's where um, there, I think there were some people arguing about rankings and they had a pretty good point on on that show. Since we missed out on the tournament, we didn't have any any opportunity for the teams who were going to falter towards the end of the season to do that, or the teams that were going to step up. So they're saying was they thought Iowa was kind of faltering down the stretch of last season in the conference tournament. Maybe they get into the tournament, get upset in the second round, and then we don't bring them in with as much hype as they had this year. Uh, what happened to Virginia? Because uh, they, they, they got I mean, upset by San Francisco. Yeah, Virginia's falling off too. Virginia and Villanova, this does not seem like their year. Virginia is, quote unquote, the reigning or defending champs because there wasn't a champion. The lineal champion. The lineal yeah. champion, but they kind of fell off too, man. Like I said, it's, it's the first week first week of the um, season, so you usually see a lot of games like this, especially with the minimal amount of training camp each of these teams had and the fact that it's very little contact. So I was kind of expecting that, but this could be very similar to what we had last year, but without the tournament and just absolute chaos where you see 20 teams with a shot to win the championship. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic for Mark, come March, that's for sure. Yeah, going in uh, on a radio show, that's all we talked about on Gunnison Sports Talk Radio last season, is that there wasn't a team that was just going to go in and dominate the tournament. Two years ago, Duke. And uh, I mean Duke and North Carolina two years ago were the two that everybody well, yeah with Kyle Guy and all that and and uh, Culver too they had a lot of good talent there but, too. but last year nobody could just say hey this is going to be the team that's going to run through the tournament mm-hmm. and this is going to be the team that's going to going to do what what we need them to do so uh, it'll be there's a lot of parity two Big Ten schools Big Ten's not a basketball conference but maybe it's turning into one maybe they, they kind of are they usually Wisconsin's always. Makes a deep run in, the, in March, so I do give them a little bit of credit. Ohio Big, State sometimes sticks around too. Yeah, the Big Ten is just a wrestling conference, so yeah. it's difficult to say that you're wrestling in a basketball basketball. Uh, oh, they also have Michigan State too. Michigan State and Michigan too are two. Hey, shout out Michigan State. Mel Tucker got oh, a God, big win over the don't, weekend. Don't don't even start with. The I'm only pissed. Buffs are three and zero. That's all I care I'm about. Only Fuck pissed, Mel Tucker. I'm only pissed off about that because now uh, Northwestern's not going to have a chance to get into the playoff. So we're we're gonna have Ohio State if they win the Big Ten. Yeah. 
Uh, and Michael Penix Jr. also went down for Indiana. So Indiana's shots is, is completely down as well, even if they went out. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anything else kind of surprise you in, in college basketball? Looking at the rankings, there wasn't. Everybody kind of jumped up once Kansas got beat. Uh, Creighton's now in the top ten. Houston's in the top ten. Illinois is in the top ten. Is Illinois going to be kind of a dark horse this season? Yeah, I mean, they were they were my dark horse at the beginning. I said, or last week in one of the pickups, I said they were um, um, one of the sleepers to be, I believe they play, who do they play? They play a big team this week. Oh, they play, um, I think they played Duke, and, I, and Duke was favored, and I picked Illinois, and they haven't played yet. They play Tuesday as we're airing this, so they'll play. So the game's already played, but they're a very big sleeper team. They had a lot of great returners. I think they could make a huge run. Um, I, I do like them a lot. I don't know if they're... They're, they're toughest. I'm very interested to see how they match up against Iowa, um, a team like another Big Ten team. Um, I think those two teams will. It'll be a lot of fun to watch Luke Garza go against a good defensively solid team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they can make some noise. But uh, the Big Ten has a lot of has a lot of great teams this year. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, is North Carolina going to get back to where they have? I, been? I don't know. Their draft class isn't isn't as good as what it has been. I'm pretty sure in years past, they just returned a lot of guys. They lost Cole Anthony to the draft, and I believe they lost their center as well. So I'm not really sure, but um, I'm not I'm not too high on all, all their recruits. But I think they they should be competitive like these. Not like, not like last year. Yeah, they were just not not even yeah you know, competing against exactly. Anybody. Yeah, they'll they'll be competitive again this year. They're one of those schools that, especially in North Carolina basketball. North Carolina basketball's got to be good. Um, and and people are happy. That's just yep. one of the staples of college sports. Exactly. Roy, and Roy Williams, everybody loves a good Roy Williams Coach K matchup. Uh, and those like like I said, when uh, Zion and Duke went into North Carolina, the tickets to Chapel Hill were up to a thousand dollars for like the very back back seats. Man, I would have loved to go. I we we like made it a note to always watch Zion play North Carolina because those games are must watch because of the talent on that on that court. I, so much fun to watch. I was not able to watch them because the one game that I did watch was when he blew out his shoe yeah, and got hurt. So then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that to the kid. If I'm going to be that bad of a bad luck charm, I'm just not going to watch. Yeah. Uh, but I mean. Is there any any other recap that you wanted to get to this weekend, uh, or did you want to maybe we'll, we'll take? Well, I mean, the, I mean, I am wearing a soccer jersey, so oh. Champions League is back this oh, week. Boy. So that that's as much soccer as we're going to talk. But the Champions League is back. Oh, you boy. can get yourself a soccer jersey. I decided I'm going to be a bandwagon Bayern Munich fan slash Chelsea fan because my mom's German and I like Kristen Pulisic on Chelsea. So that's the so there's your soccer talk again for the week. Uh, yeah, that's that, t- I, 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 I can't contribute. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I want to, but I just can't. Um, oh, are you going to vote for the Pro Bowl? Well, let's just throw I, that out there because yeah, I don't I, because the Pro Bowl is like they're playing it through Madden, and Madden is a shit show this year. So I don't know about that. Oh, I didn't know that they weren't actually playing. <laughs> yeah, they weren't actually. They're playing it online. And I'm pretty sure they're have they're either making it so like a tournament where all the players play against each other or something or something stupid, and I I don't really care. The Pro Bowl. I mean, what, what do you think about seventy two? Because seventy two is up for the Pro Bowl. I'm going to say his name and because the dude got signed. Garrett Bowles, you, you deserve your credit now because you are the best offensive lineman we have. You have you deserve the contract, and I'm very very happy that Garrett Bowles, although he did have some holding penalties, but those aren't his fault because the offense was just we had twenty plays in the playbook. I don't think you can. Yeah, so you that can't, wasn't that wasn't your fault. Can't we hold were, anything that happened this past yeah, weekend against anybody. So that's not even a problem. So I'm going to give Garrett Bowles your credit. The highest paid tackle in the league right now. He, he deserves it. He deserves yeah, no, I, he I had a terrible first for a couple of years, but he played. He's played fantastic this year. The left side of the line has been is is solidified with Reznor and 
Um, Garrett Bowles now. Now we just got to make sure to get the right tackle situation figured out. Got to let Lloyd Cushenberry develop and hope Graham Glasgow gets back to what he was in Detroit. Yeah, um, I think it was I, – I called for it last week. You should sign Garrett Bowles before the end of the season so that nobody – else can back up the Brinks truck because he was an unrestricted free agent so we didn't pick up his option this year. Yeah, it, it, the news like broke right before yeah. the three quarterback news found out. So so I, was like, so I was about happy for about five minutes and I was yeah. like, Wait, what the fuck is going on? Actually, like, you know what, that fits for Garrett, Garrett Bowles can't you know, that's how Philip Lindsay feels when he breaks a 45-yard touchdown run and then he turns around, up oh, holding 72. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't count. So that, that works for him. Yeah. Uh, that was a good signing. That, like I said, if the Broncos didn't do that and then you lose him in free agency towards the end of the season, you had the chance to fill a hole. Granted, you, 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 know, you can say whatever you want. You can say that he's only doing better this season because everybody else around him got way worse, and I, I could see that argument. But Yeah, yeah I, you could say that, but he has played very well. The penalties have been down. I know it's saying a lot because he had so many last year. But it's difficult to down. reach that every single year. The, the penalties are down, though. So I, I, I give him a lot of credit. I, I hope to keep him in orange and blue for as long as possible. Now we just got to figure everything else out. Now, franchise left tackle is never a bad thing to find. Yep. Um, he does. I can't really remember Ryan Clady's first years with the with the team, but he developed into a consistent Pro Bowl or a consistent guy who's top towards the towards the top of the league. Um, and Garrett Bowles more athletic. The most he's the most athletic guy that I just think is underplayed, really. And it is because he he only played football. He's only played football for like six years, so he's yeah. learning. Mike Munchak, congratulations! You got another guy paid, um, and I think you're one of the best offensive line coaches in the league. But that that was a pretty big thing, and it didn't get talked about much because we had the unfortunate the COVID situation. Everything happened yeah. on Sunday. But shout out Garrett Bowles. Bright future, like I said. All right, you want you want to get into this break, then we'll come back. Let's, let's go. Dominant. Yeah, you want to do the most dominant before the break because we had a slight little break. Yeah, so yeah, let's, 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 let's go. Let's do most dominant team of the week. This was difficult to call this week because I think there's a lot of teams that did dominate, but there's caveats to everybody, except for the team. I'll, I'll go, just go ahead and say it, the Titans. I picked the Titans as my most dominant team of the week just because everybody else who dominated. You know, you can make an argument. So I'll go ahead and let you announce who your. No, I like the Titans a lot. Like I said, I am. I've said this on the NFL on Hen Show, but I am a closet Titans fan a little bit because I love I love Derrick Henry, I love Will Compton, I love Taylor Lewan, and I love watching them play football. So when the Broncos don't make the playoffs, I will be rooting for the Titans. So you'll be because I did order a Derrick Henry jersey off Fanatics as well through our code. So you'll you'll see that eventually later down the road. But either way, uh, my my most dominant team of the week. It's because I absolutely hate this team. And that was the Atlanta Falcons because I hate the Raiders. And the Raiders just fucking sucked. And, I mean, the the Falcons without Julio, without Todd Gurley, they dominated them mm-hmm. defensively. And they defensively. showed defensively. And that, I mean, it, it showed why the Raiders are still not where they are. Were not at the top of the division like the Chiefs are. They thought they were because they stunned them a few weeks back, but they're not there yet. We had a Nathan Peterman sighting. Nathan Peterman got in because Derek Carr just absolutely Super sucked better. on Sunday. Uh, it was a what-the-fuck weekend for the Raiders because I've been talking about them. They're my sleeper team. I, it's difficult for me to say it's still, but they are built for playoff football. They are built to beat you up up front. Uh, that's not how yesterday went. Derek, Derek Carr has small hands. He fumbled the ball three times and threw a pick six. Uh, but I didn't, like, I didn't pick the Falcons solely for the fact that the offense was so bad. Yeah, and for me, I want the most dominant team if there is one. And I do think that the Titans, they... 
they showed up. No, I you know, two I weeks will ago. I'm you credit there. I'm yeah. only picking not picking the Titans because you did as well. Right. I but, would have picked the Titans too because Derek Henry and AJ Brown absolutely had days, man. Ryan Tannehill was looking good. The defense was finally getting it together now too. It was big for them to beat the Colts after what happened two weeks ago. Too, yeah, I, I mean y'all y'all were disrespecting them the first week on NFL Unhinged when I wasn't there. Y'all were saying the Colts are the best team in this, this division by far, and I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Because the, hold because, up, hold I mean, up, wait a watched, minute. Before yesterday, that Thursday night game. Show Showed that the Colts were the best team in the division because they not only they were tied going into halftime and then the Colts pulled away. Now the Titans came out and said, "You know what? We're just going to beat you from the opening jump." Because exactly. First quarter, I think Derrick Henry had three touchdowns. He, first, first half, half he, he had three touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. I think first quarter he had two. Yeah. AJ Brown was going off, uh, and and Ryan Tannehill had a rushing touchdown. Every time Ryan Tannehill has a rushing touchdown, it's a good day. Um, the other teams that were in consideration, that obviously the teams who played on Thanksgiving, I think. You can you can kind of give them. Texans scored forty one points, beat a bad Lions team. The yeah, football team scored forty one points. Yeah, we won't we won't dive. Antonio in. Gibson had one of the best Thanksgiving performances uh, since Randy Moss. Yeah, so. both those teams, all four of those teams, like I said, were terrible teams. If you want to hear more about the Matt Patricia thing, you can go over to NFL and Hit Show that we did on on. on this past week and hear what we said about all that. Yeah, that we got a, we got everybody's opinion. That was on a that good too. conversation about that too, but we won't dive into much about that because, like I said, four worst teams in the NFL or four of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. All right. Are we going to take a break or we? Yeah. Let's let's let, 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 let's uh plug that fanatics deal real quick. Yeah. There you go. And We're, then we'll get everything else going. You're going to listen to a, a message about fanatics, and we'll be back with more uh the far end of the bench. All right. Now that you guys heard that little message from fanatics. We can tell you, once we get a better camera set up, we're going to set something up for the behind the scenes because if you could see the process that goes into making the show, it doesn't seem like there's a lot that goes into it, but with the two of us, uh, it, sometimes it looks like Hansel and Derek and Zoolander trying to work we're, the computer. We're, we're the Bob Vila of, of, of setting up a studio, quote-unquote. We, we are on my couch. We have four boxes to make the GoPro just hit our faces so you're not looking at our feet. Yeah. We have my, my desk lamp that shines kind of light on us. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, the, it, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a struggle, but we're going to get there. Every, everybody got has to start somewhere. But I think that behind the scenes, because they would see, oh, get up. Nope, nope. It's like, oh, are fuck. We? Yeah, like half the time we're like, oh, fuck, the camera's dying. Or we're like, oh, shit, the... The recording of my phone stopped or whatever. Maybe they got. We enjoy talking to each other because uh, if not, we would we would just be spending. At least if we lost something, we enjoy talking to each other enough that we can record yeah. again. But if we didn't like talking to each other, then we lost. Yeah, we recorded some Yeah, we recorded some episodes. We're like, oh fuck, the camera's messed up. We got to restart. I mean, we we recorded a full episode. You remember the episode that we just decided to record? Oh yeah, because we were like, that the, was the camera wasn't even working, so we just completely... no. It was it was before the camera. It was when we recorded and when we were oh, still doing yeah. like the strict. Hi, this is Nico and yeah, Jimmy we, on the we far were, end we of the were bench. Robots. Yeah. And now we're a lot more smooth with everything. Yeah, it was. It's it's a struggle. There's going to be a movie made about... There's going to be a 30 for 30 about this one day, and it's, it's going to be glorious. Uh, two idiots with CTE were able to figure out a podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's go... Let's get into the pick I'm going to... I went 9 or 5 this past weekend. We have more uh, picks for the, than the NFL and Hinge pick just because we do the Thursday night games. Yep. So it brought me up to 57 and 53 overall, so not as good as I could have done, but it was a, it was a bounce back because I needed it to try and, and catch up with you, but... 
I'm sure you actually you picked wrong for both the Thanksgiving games. Didn't yeah, you? no, 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 I picked the Texans. I okay. had the Texans. I, I didn't pick the Lions. Okay. I forgot everything was so busy last week. I didn't wasn't able to get the post for the beats of the week out and NFL pick them just because it was Thanksgiving and the family and everything. So apologies on getting that out last week, but it will have will be up this week. I promise. But it's uh, like I said, we're both in charge of everything, so it takes yeah, us a minute sometimes I mean, to figure everything out. And if we get busy with other things, like this isn't, unfortunately, this isn't a revenue source at the moment. So, yet, yes, yeah, yet. But so if if a giant, if something comes up with work or like you, you, you guys are little hoopers, yeah. like it's it's difficult to justify. Hey, I'm gonna go record my podcast that doesn't make me any money. Yeah. Um, so let's get without further ado. Let's get into this thing. Um, and I'll let you. I'll let you get it. Lead this one. A little yeah, bit. let's let's start with your your team first game of the week. Um, Bagels Dolphins, pretty good game. Um, I I I was very big on Brandon Allen when we talked about or on the on NFL on hinges because I did think he he did make that game competitive. You almost pulled it off against the Giants. I feel a little bit more confident confident about you guys this week. I know you're not big on Tua, but if Fitzpatrick starts, I don't know, man. But Fitzpatrick did dominate last week, but it was the Jets. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I think the Bengals game last weekend was a little bit false, like falsely inflating. Um, it was really close, mainly because of that special teams uh, touchdown that we'll talk about yeah. in the ending of the of the show segments. Uh, but they dominated special teams, and they're not going to be able to do that consistently. Their offense, I mean, Brandon Allen is definitely, I think, there's worse options, especially in the situation that... Do you like Ryan Finley or do you like Brandon Allen better? I like Brandon Allen better. Okay. Ryan Finley, I thought Ryan Finley would be okay. Like, maybe maybe he'd be able to be something later on, but he's he's not even a serviceable backup from what I saw last season. Yeah. So. But Brandon Allen might be. This yeah. is a game you might be able to steal. I would not be surprised if we see Bengals win here. But I'm going with the Dolphins. Since it's in Miami, I went with the Dolphins, and I would. I really would prefer the Bengals to lose out and keep a top five, top three pick. Um, that's that's just better for them in the long run. So I'm going with the Dolphins as well. Our next game we have pretty interesting game. We have both teams coming off dominant wins, but Saints win was was against the Broncos. So let's give that with a grain of salt. But Saints are going to. Um, Atlanta, I'm pretty sure, yeah. and playing the Falcons. Who do you have here? I'm picking the Saints. It is a little bit interesting because the Falcons looked so good last week. Well, Falcons' defense looked so good last week. Taysom Hill didn't look as good as he did uh, two weeks ago in his outing yesterday. Uh, it was just pretty poor. I think going into the second, midway through the second quarter, there was seven pass attempts total. The Broncos didn't have a quarterback, and yeah. the Saints just we decided didn't. we're not going to throw the ball. Um, so it's a little interesting. Give me, it gives me some pause, but the Saints defense, I mean, talk about just absolutely stepping up. Quan Alexander, Demario Davis were all over the field yesterday. It, they just absolutely swarmed everybody that the Broncos tried to get the ball to, mm-hmm. and, and they prove, they're proving my point that that's going to be the biggest free agent pickup moving forward. They're taking a lead in the NFC, so Saints all day. Yeah, no, I, this is here, here's my upset of the week. I was not impressed. Oh, come with, on. I was not impressed at all with Taysom Hill. If we're being honest here, I don't understand why Jameis isn't starting. I'm going to be honest That's, with you. Against a formidable team, the Saints lose that game last week. Yeah. 100%. If the Broncos had a halfway okay quarterback, like throw Brandon Allen, say, for instance, out there, that game is we either tied at halftime or or along those lines because the offense was just stagnant or whatever it may be. But the Saints' defense, like they only dominated because 
it's fucking Kendall Hinton, and the dude hasn't played quarterback in three years. Like, it's one of those things where I, I'm going to give the Falcons a nod here. I think... Is the, Julio or Calvin I think Julio playing? and... Calvin really had a very good game last week, and I think Julio and Todd Gurley will be back, and this team could sneak in. It's going to... It's tough. They have to win out, but could they, they could sneak in the playoffs if know. they win out, but I'm going with Falcons here. This is my upset of the league. I would not be surprised at all if Taysom Hill gets pulled and you see Jameson. Because Taysom Hill... He, he cannot throw the ball at all. I mean, Kendall Hood cannot, couldn't throw the ball either, but Taysom Hill, you're supposed to be the quarterback. You're the best quarterback on Sunday, and that's not saying a whole lot for, in that game. I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why James doesn't start. I'll be, I'm still I'm still James training, man. Taysom Hill, you're you're still a tight end. I mean, he, maybe they're trying to go through the growing pains because they know they were, they're they going to win that game last week, and they'll probably win this game next, this week. So you might as well throw Taysom Hill out there and see what you have in a backup quarterback for after Drew Brees leaves. But either way, I still think James should be started because I think he's the best quarterback on that team right now besides Drew Brees. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say he's that much better than Taysom Hill. He had a good year last year. People are forgetting. 30 he and 30, Nico. 30 and like, 30. I thought it was like 50 and 50 or something. No, he threw 30 touchdowns, but he also threw 30 interceptions. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to do that. Yeah, either way, it was ridiculous. i got to plug my phone in, Jimmy. Let's go to the next, let's go to the next game. Um, who do you have Who do you have in the next game, Jimmy? Lions at Bears in the next game. This is one – this is like who really cares game. Uh, I think that the, the Lions – have shown that they could be frisky. They just fired their head coach. We've seen teams that do that coming off the week that they fire their head coach look pretty good. Um, so I picked the Lions in this one. I don't think I think the Bears have have looked really bad. And Matt Nagy, he should be fired. Yeah, I know that he's not going to be because they had a decent record this season, but he should be. He's fired. on the short list of coaches that should be fired. Uh, I think it's Trubisky as well this week. There's, no, I mean, I think the Lions get back on track. They fired Patricia. Now the team is starting to rally around them. So I'm picking the Lions as well. I would not be surprised with this being a blowout, honestly, because the Bears did not look good against the Packers. The Packers, like I said, are one-dimensional. They have Devontae Adams and they have Aaron Rodgers, but that was enough for the Packers to steamroll them. Yeah, the so Bears, the Bears look bad on something. Yeah. That was not, not a good outing for them. Next game, Browns at Titans. This was a kind of a toss-up game. This is going to be one. I I kind of put it as um, who's going to be the – this is the smash-mouth decider. This is going to be the game that decides who's going to be the team that wins games by dominating the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. These, that's all these two teams can do. Baker – I like Baker as a player. I think Ooh, he was, the Bengals fan saying he likes Baker. I, I mean, I, I do like Baker. I liked him when he was in college. I loved watching him at OU. I was rooting for him very, very hard in that Rose Bowl game against Georgia. I thought that they were going to be able to do it. So I, I do like Baker, but he's not a passer, not a good enough passer at this point in his career. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can carry you, but you know what? The Titans likes to run the ball too. The Titans are big and physical too. Uh, shout out Dave Quisenberry, by the way, the left, starting left tackle this past weekend for the Titans. Uh, his first start since beating cancer, so good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked the Titans in this one, I, just because I trust Derrick Henry a little bit more than I trust Baker Mayfield. But I don't know who'd you go yeah, with. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Titans too. I think last year we're seeing something very similar to last year. The Titans were were on and off to start the se- season last year and this year, and now I think the Titans are gonna pick up steam because they're realizing what their identity is again this year, and that's run the ball hard, make Tannehill make smart plays, and then rely on the defense because that defense has played better. Clowney is finally getting into, into form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Byard in the back end has played better as well. Their linebackers are starting to show. Linebackers more. are starting to show more too. They're starting to get into. 
they're starting to gel at the right time, and I think I'm taking a Titans here as well. I do think this game is just going to go very, very fast because we're going to see very few passes because Baker was not be able to hit many receivers, and Tannehill is Tannehill. So unless A.J. Brown, like, he throws A.J. Brown, there's there's not a whole lot. It's tractor season. You yeah. can't You can't pick against the Titans in tractor season. Yeah, I 100% agree on that. Next game we have um, – Jaguars, Vikings, we won't, we won't spend too much time on this because this is, this is kind of a shit show of a game. Um, the, the Vikings coming off a win, I believe, and the yeah. Jaguars, I think they got blown out last week. I, believe, I don't know. Right? If, I don't think they got blown out, but they did lose. Um, it was a game that they probably shouldn't have been close in. And yeah, I'll, I'll start. I'm going to the Vikings. Oh, it was the Browns. They yeah, lost uh, to the Browns 27-25. Right. Oh, well, that's closer than I thought. But either way, I'm taking Vikings here. The Vikings... Um, Dalvin Cook is is having an incredible year. We're gonna say every week he's should be in the MVP discussion. He's not going to be just because that team is terrible. I voted um, for him in the Pro Bowl. Um, he, he's a first ballot uh, Pro Bowler this year, that's yeah. for sure. But um, I'm t- I'm taking the Vikings, even though Kirk Cousins does not play well in primetime. But this is a primetime, no. so it doesn't matter. I, this is my upset of the week um, because I the Vikings they they got a close win on Sunday. I don't know, you know. It, what that does for anybody, anybody's mindset. But in my thinking, they had a close game. The Jaguars are showing that they're close. They, they've they won a game early, and it was a game that they shouldn't have won, so they can do it. They do that. They've proven that they can do that. Um, and, and I think, you know, this is a game that I can see the Vikings slipping up. Mike Lennon? I don't know. I just think that, you know, sometimes you got to play the percentages, and I think the Jaguars are more than a one-win football team. And the, the Vikings aren't a good enough team that I can't see the Jaguars not being able to pull off an upset. To, to go against your argument there, the Vikings already had their slip up when they lost the Cowboys, and I picked that correctly. I mean, the Vikings aren't a good team anyway, so yeah. they can have more, more more than just one slip up. That's that's fair. Uh, so, I'm picking the Jaguars. That's my upset of the week. I, like, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I think it's it's not going to be a very good game, though. Next game we have, yes, everyone, I am not wearing a Jets jersey still, and I will not be anyways, but the Raiders are going to the Jets. The Jets probably played the most winnable game they have left in their season, by far. Probably. Um, there's no shot. They're still losing out. I'm picking the Raiders here easily. That's saying a lot because I fucking hate the Raiders, and the Raiders sucked last week. The Raiders just got picker slapped by the by the. The Raiders got their ass kicked by the Falcons, but it's the Falcons. The Falcons are in a much better place than the Jets are. And that's <laughs> saying that's not saying a lot, but still. Yeah, I'm not picking the Jets this week. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I hope it happens. I'm always I'm always rooting for it, and now uh, Jim's always rooting for it because he wants you to wear it on NFL Unhinged too. If it happens, don't worry, Dom. You can keep that jersey in your closet, nice and warm, because I'm never wearing that jersey ever, like poor. ever. This only counts for this year because once I have Trevor Lawrence, it's a different story. But. Poor guy was wearing his Le'Veon Bell jersey yesterday. It was unfortunate. Damn, sorry, Dom. Sad boy hours. Yeah, it was, sad, it was a sad boy hours. Sad Sunday. Next game we have. Who knows if this game's going to be played? Um, Washington football team going into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looks like they'll have two short weeks or two short games. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to go Steelers here. Um, I don't. I, I don't know how confident I feel about this, especially if this game goes off on Monday night and there's game Wednesday. Um, I think this could be a game where the Steelers fall asleep, but it's the Washington football team. I think they fall asleep more for the Ravens game than they fall asleep for this game. I agree. I'm not too confident in how this one's going to go, just because who knows what happens with the if the Steelers even play the Ravens yeah. at this point. Um, the the only thing that I will say is that Washington's defense is good enough to make Pittsburgh's offense look as bad as it is. Pittsburgh's offense is being carried by their defense this year. They're good enough in parts. Chase Claypool goes off every now and then, and they look pretty pretty decent. 
But they only scored 27 on Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to keep going back to. Their defense is going to shut down Alex Smith and the Washington offense. But Washington's defense gives me some pause in this game. And like you said, who knows what happens with them mentally. Because this game, I think it's I think this is the one that they moved to Monday, possibly. Yeah. But it, it still might not even happen because who knows if the game tomorrow who knows what goes, or Wednesday happens. Who, who knows what all goes on. Next yeah. game we have a divisional game. Uh, Colts going into Houston and playing the Texans. This is going to be a very interesting game. Both these teams coming off of... Um, the Texans, Interesting weeks. Texans yeah. dominated the Lions, but it's the Lions and the Colts coming off a tough loss against uh, the Titans. This is going to be a good game, I think. One I think it's going to be make. closer than it, it would have been, and I'm picking the Texans. This is another upset that I have. Texans are at home. Uh, the Colts are slowly figuring out that Phillip Rivers isn't going to be the guy that they thought he was going to be. I know I you're happy about that. I'm trying to tell yeah. everybody he ain't it. He uh, ain't we, it. We knew that he wasn't it in Denver, but uh, in case everybody else takes some time, I do think that Deshaun Watson, um, the Colts defense had a letdown last week. Deshaun Watson is good enough. He's that dude. Deshaun Watson's that good. Like I said, he's he would be the number one quarterback in his class if it wasn't for a guy named Patrick Mahomes. Um, and he was the third quarterback taken in that. Or he was. those are the second and third quarterbacks yeah. taken in that draft. Just to remind old Bears fans of that little snippet. You guys picked Mitch. Yeah. Or Mitchell, don't call me Mitch Trubisky. Uh, yeah. I'm picking the Texans in this one. I'm going to go Texans as well. I think... The Texans showed me a lot. Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller is out now because he tested. I think he has steroids. Tested positive for steroids or he was substance. on a medication for a band that was a banned substance. Something like that. But either way, I think Deshaun Watson could still carry this team. Um, shout out JJ Watt too. He is the third heaviest guy to ever score a touchdown on Thanksgiving. Give some love to the big guys. He, he, had, he had a little funny tweet as well where he said, "If or by the end of the night, he'll be the number one on that list." Uh, because uh, because the game was earlier on in the day, and he tweeted after the game, "He's like, I'm going to be number one after tonight after Thanksgiving dinner." So yeah. shout out JJ Watt. I'm going to Texans as well. I, I think this is going to be a good game, though. I would not be surprised if the Colts are able to pull us out. But it's Philip Rivers. I trust Deshaun Watson more. Imagine if the Texans still had DeAndre Hopkins. Just, Imagine, just think about yeah, that for a second. Johnson hasn't even done anything for them either. No, it's, it's ridiculous. He looked okay in Week One against the Chiefs, but he's definitely not anywhere where he was. Yeah. Next game we have Rams Cardinals. Um, the Rams coming off a loss against the 49ers. The 49ers got a lot of good weapons back though, so I'll give them that credit. But uh, this is going to be a very good game. Cardinals also coming off a loss. Yeah. Last second field goal to the Patriots. So that that was that was a very big eye opener game for me as well. Who do you have in this one? Uh, I'm going Cardinals. It's it's difficult. I mean, I think the Cardinals' offense. I trusted the Cardinals' offense more than I trust Jared Goff and the Rams' offense. They looked really bad against the 49ers team, who doesn't have uh, Nick Bosa. They only had Javon Kinlaw is kind of becoming that that other guy that they needed him to be. Also, another big guy scored a touchdown, 299 pounds, and he had a, a pick six on Jared Goff. I'm going the Cardinals solely because I trust Kyler more than Jared. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna go against you. I trust. Aaron Donald more than I trust Kyler Murray, if I'm being honest. I think I think Aaron Donald is able to get to Kyler more, so I'm picking the Rams. I don't um, disagree with you. I, I do think that the Rams just had a hiccup just because the 49ers are a good team. They're a very good team. People sleep on that. Kyle Shanahan's, I think, top five They're they a fantastic team. They just are very badly banged up. And you saw it last week then when they returned Debo and Moster. They played a lot better. And that team was very, 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 very game. So I think it was just a hiccup in the road. I'm taking the Rams here. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's proven that he can do that like hold teams together with uh, duct tape and sticky glue and a couple pieces of gum. Because remember 
That season that Garoppolo de- went down with the ACL, he was winning games with Nick Mullins and like dominating games with Nick Mullins. So he's a, he's a top five coach in the league. Yeah, I wish wish he was wearing the orange and blue. God damn it. He should be. No way. He, he, he graduated from he our alma mater. Be. Shout out Cherry Creek, by the way. I forgot. I was going to mention it. They're in the state championship game this weekend uh, against Valerie Christian, funny enough. Christian McCaffrey. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Let's go Bruins. Let's go. Uh, next game we have Giants Seahawks. This is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to take Seahawks here. Like I said, I, we we were we're filming this before the Monday night game, but Russell Wilson is on a tear. DK Metcalf is a top five receiver in the game right now, and that defense is slowly getting getting to where it should be. So I'm picking Seahawks. I'm picking the Seahawks as well. Uh, no score right now. The game just got kicked off while we're recording this, uh, but I think Daniel Jones is out with an injury now. I think he did something to his hamstring. And he was the only thing really keeping that offense together this season, losing Saquon already. Um, so I'm picking the Seahawks as well, only because the Giants are good, but they lost too many guys to injury already. Yeah, it makes sense. Next game we have that bad, bad man up in Wisconsin, Aaron Rodgers, hosting the very, very bad Philadelphia Eagles team. Who do you have in this one, man? This could be very, very bad as well, I think. I, I Actually, I'll start because I love Aaron Rodgers, and I wish he was – the Packers did more with him, but I'm going Packers, man. He, like the Eagles are nowhere right now. Carson Wentz, you're very, very close to losing your job. Jalen Hurts, we're, we might see you very, very soon. There's a reason why they drafted you, and so maybe it's time. Yeah, Jared, uh, Carson Wentz loves to turn the ball over. Just loves to do it. I think that's his favorite thing, other than hunting and going to church. That, that's like his top three things. Love turning the ball over. I love hunting and I love going to church. Uh, Packers are just good enough talent wise, and the Eagles aren't. That's why I'm picking the Packers. I still don't trust the Packers mentally, um, and the way that they've been able to just shut down in games and disappear, it it doesn't bode well towards the end of the season. But this is one of those games where you're just better than been better than the other team. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, too good for a, an upset. In this yeah, game. Aaron Rodgers is the best player on that football field, that's for sure. Next game we have um, we have the Patriots coming off of a last second win by Nick Folk beating the Cardinals going into. The loss, sorry, not San Diego. They're going to Los Angeles, Angeles and playing the Chargers. Who do you have in this one? I'm going Chargers. Shout out Austin Eckler, former uh, alma mater uh, alumni, went to Western. Uh, I actually played with him for a season two. Like I said, if, if he's on your fantasy wires, waiver wires, because he was injured for a while, he'd be a huge pickup. I don't know if he can still do that um, based on where the season is, but he came back from injury last week. And I, tr- I think Justin Herbert... You know, I've been waiting for him to kind of fall off. He's not lighting the world on fire like he was when he first started, but he's still pretty good. Keenan Allen and um, uh, Williams, their other receiver, pretty, they, they have a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons. Now, Anthony Lynn is a liability on the sidelines. Oh my God, but is that bad? I like the Chargers in this game to beat the Patriots. The Chargers will find a way to lose. There's no doubt in my mind. Herbert, yeah, you're a good, talented quarterback, but the Chargers should have fired Lynn last year and got a new quarterback in with a new quarterback. Or sorry, new coach and with a new quarterback, and that would have been a lot better smoothly. I'm going Patriots. Patriots surprised me a lot because the Cardinals are a very game team. Um, Cam Newton, it, it's he he's had he's had a very very tough week. But their defense is slowly getting there, and I think the Chargers somehow find a way to lose again. So I'm taking the Patriots. Agree to disagree. Shout out the franchise, Austin Eckler. Austin, yeah, Austin Eckler. I did pick you up in one of my fantasy leagues. There, there you go. But I lost that game. So. Well, but it wasn't your fault because you put up 25 points for me. So it's not on you. It's he all had the over 100 yards in his return. Hasn't played in like six weeks. So it was a, it was a good weekend for, yeah. for the boy. Uh, next game we have, I'm not going to waste my time with this one. Broncos, who knows who's going to 
going to be playing quarterback. We we signed Pat Shermer's son this morning on Monday as we're talking about this. So who was the coach that they wanted to suit up at quarterback? Because they they or something like Calabrese. that. So Calabrese. Who, who knows who's going to be at quarterback? But since I need to be better with my pick'em because I still want to be have a winning record, I'm picking the Chiefs. I hate doing that. He doesn't have games to spare anymore, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm taking the Chiefs as well. I'm not stupid. I'm just I just like to be a homer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not stupid. Everybody loves a homer. I did that for the with the Steelers for a while. I wouldn't pick the Steelers, but now I got to because they they just play the worst teams in the league. It's not my fault. That's fair. Next game, um, the first Monday or no, the first Monday night game. Is this the first Monday night? Yeah. Uh, Cowboys and the Ravens, man. What what two franchises in different directions, man? The Ravens were very very hot last year, and now they've just gone ice cold. Who knows what who's who knows if they're gonna play this game first of all. Cowboys, I I was on their horse because I thought Zeke was fantastic, but Andy Dalton showed why he's Andy Dalton. <laughs> so Yeah, and Zeke really like this is not the year that Zeke was gonna be able to carry them really down from what he, he normally is. Uh, I'm picking the Ravens in this one and it, I don't really think it's gonna be close if the game is played. This was this is where I saw the Ravens maybe get in the get right game because I thought they would probably lose to Pittsburgh. And then this would be the game that they definitely had to win. They're already the last team out in the – actually, it might be different now that the Raiders lost. But going into last weekend, they were the first team out as the eight seed. Um, so the, I think that they, they'd get a bounce-back win against the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm picking the Ravens as well. Like I said, I think it's going to be a bounce-back game. I do believe they will lose the Steelers, but they'll, 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 they'll smack up the Cowboys because their organizations are – Two different directions. Mark McCarthy needs to be fired too, by the uh, way. One year in. They probably won't do that one year in, though. So who knows? Peter Griffin got to get off the sideline. <laughs> Next game we have the Bills and 49ers, man. Uh, two two organizations who are on the rise, man. 49ers played really well last week. They still have Nick Mullins, I'm pretty sure, quarterback. Um, or might be someone else now. but It's either him or C.J. Beathard. Oh, yeah, either C.J. Beathard. Either way, this could be a very good game. I, I do think the 49ers are a lot more game than people are giving credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 49ers are, and they draft well. John Lynch has done a great job building his, that defense through the draft, and they're able to just kind of plug-and-play guys. Javon Kinlaw, I didn't really know about him um, coming into this season when he got drafted. I believe he was their first-round pick, but he's shown that if he gets paired with, paired up with Nick Bosa and Fred Warner gets going, uh, that defense is going to be set for a while. Debo Samuel coming back, Brandon Ayuk, I, I do like the 49ers a lot. And having the, one of the best coaches in the league, Always a plus. It's yeah. always going to be a plus. I still think that the Bills, the Bills defense is starting to get back to where they were last season. Remember last season when we were talking about the Bills? Like, yeah, their offense is looking better, but Josh Allen has has so many problems. The defense carries them. Defense is starting to get back to that point. So they're getting hot, hot at the right time. I like Josh Allen more than I like Nick Mullins. I'm going Bills. That's fair. I do not hate that at all. I, this was a very, very tough game for me to pick because watching what the Fortnite's did last week gave me a little bit of hope. Seeing what Debo's because I started, I picked up Debo Samuel off the waiver wire to pick up Moster as well. And I started both of them and I won in, in my fantasy football league because of those two players because they had both had big games. So, because of that, I'm gonna take the 49ers because I like Kyle Shanahan. The Bills, I think, is a hiccup game. I think the Bills are still going to be one of the best teams in their conference, but I think it's a hiccup game. I think the 49ers make, the, make that division over there even tougher, even it, tougher. It's definitely a possibility, it could happen. Um, 
<clears throat> By the way, did you see how shiesty the NFL is or the those fantasy leagues? Because now you can't play Taysom Hill at your tight end position it's, anymore. Yeah, I almost started Kendall Hinton at wide receiver, but luckily I didn't do that because he didn't do anything. So. 0 for 7 starting out passing. He did complete a couple passes. Hey, Yeah, they should have just done screens the whole time. Yeah, there was nothing that they would have been able to do yeah. yesterday. That's the NFL pick em. We'll keep the stats updated. I'm hoping to make a little bit of a comeback this week. We have enough games different that I can make up some ground on you, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into the beats of the week because we, we win people money, and I'm starting to get a little bit more confident in the way that I can set these up. So I'm going to okay. go ahead and start this week. Right. Kansas State plus 290 against Texas. Uh, Kansas State is home outright to win. They're plus 290. Football, right? Yeah, college, college football. We have, to, we have to plug that yeah, too. Now, now, now because the college basketball started. <laughs> but this weekend, college football, Kansas State plus 290 to beat Texas at home. I do think that this is good, but I would also just safety net it. K-State's uh, plus 9.5 underdog, and I don't think that Texas, uh, they just lost to Iowa State last weekend. I don't think that they're, Kansas State's good enough to, they could still lose to Texas, but they'll lose by less than 9.5. So part like give yourself a safety net, it's minus 110, so you basically win your money back. Um, so plus 290, and then safety net it with the yeah, minus 110. Yeah, I like that a lot, plus, plus 9.5, that's kind of a... Um, steep thing for a Kansas State team who has been pretty game all year. So I don't. And Texas don't, hasn't blown anybody out. Yeah, right? I don't hate that at all. Um, I'll go my my first one now. I'm wearing a soccer jersey, so I had to pick a soccer bet just because. Um, he mean, just got, doesn't like hearing me talk because he knows I can't contribute to soccer. Yes, I, I we tried to do golf with Jimmy, and Jimmy was very a little was knowledgeable about that, but soccer is just a different story. <laughs> I really don't know, uh, other than Andre. D- Oh, what's the guy's last name? The Argentinian guy who uh, died last oh, week. Oh, Diego Maradona. Yeah, yeah. Diego shout out Maradona. Yeah. And Messi had a nice little tribute there, but I do know Messi. Yeah, yeah Messi, and I know Ronaldo. Ronaldo yeah, Ronaldo. Yeah, but maybe, not, not maybe, for maybe when the World Cup comes around, we'll we'll have a little thing for that, and we might get a little bit better. I know but. Beckham, but only for Victoria and the Spice Girls. Okay, so okay. that's fair. Go so ahead, go ahead and get my my beat of the week. Like I said, Champions League is back. PSG and Manchester United are in the same pool, which is crazy. This game. The best, I mean, the, the the favorite in this is a tie. And right now, the tie was minus 110, but I'm going to pick PSG to beat Manchester United plus 143. I do believe Manchester United is like plus 110 instead, um, but I'm going to take PSG in that because I like Neymar and I like the like those U, just Jordan Unis as well. Yeah, so. uh, good on you. If you know <laughs> soccer, soccer talk yeah. again for the week. If you know soccer and that maybe, works maybe, out for you, hopefully it Maybe does. we'll have to have a slight soccer talk or a slight weird sport talk every week or something stupid like that. I can that. do weird sport talk. I yeah. was trying to do that when <laughs> I was doing center of attention sports. Uh, my next one, Texans plus 130 at home against the Colts. I already think that the Texans are going to win. And having an underdog when you're playing at home, that's just different. So I, I like the Texans plus 130 there. All right, that's fair. I'll, so my beat of the week, next beat of the week, I'll stay with football as well because – I picked this as my upset of the week, but I'm taking the Falcons plus 155 to beat the Saints. I don't know why, but I think the Saints are not going to taste some hill, and considering, I believe, yeah, they're playing at home, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're playing at home, too. I, I trust that. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm taking Matt Ryan. I'm taking you over Taysom Hill. That's not saying a whole lot, but... Matty Ice, like Boston that. College, great. Yeah, plus 155. I'm going to take that. Former MVP, by the way, Matt Ryan. Uh, Gonzaga, my last one, Gonzaga to win the national championship right now is plus 700. Uh, they look really good against pretty good teams. Damn good. Look damn good. And uh, i got to give, like, shout-out Christian Marissa and Brady up there. Uh, I don't know. I think they might have finished their master's programs at Gonzaga, but they were going there for a while for the master's, um, and they're, they're living up there still in Pullman. So, 
Go Zags. Zags win the national championship plus 700 this year. Hey, maybe we'll get Jimmy a Gonzaga jersey for for your friends out there. Maybe. Set Jimmy's jersey game up a little bit. So you can get that on Fanatics probably too with our deal. But who knows? You can um, get anything on Small little plug there. So next next game, I'll, I'll stick with college basketball as well. Like I said, Villanova has, has struggled a lot. Um, they play Texas this week. And I think Texas is a very, very game team this week. Game, very, very game team. And they're plus 300 right now to beat Villanova. So I'm thinking Villanova falls off the rails a little bit more because uh, that usually happens to one of the top teams every year. And I think it's Villanova this year. I think Texas beats them. By, t- Texas beats them at plus 300. Yeah, that, I have one. It's not one that I'm telling you to pick. It just shocked me when I saw this line earlier. I don't know if you picked up on it when I sent you the outline. Right now, North, North, Notre Dame is a minus 50,000 favorite over Syracuse. You have to, if you put $500 down, you win $1 back in this bet. This is bad. Stay away from it. Stay don't try away. and parlay it with any money lines or anything. And definitely don't put money on Syracuse. Oh, God. If, I've never maybe, seen a minus 50,000 if, if you feel like not eating lunch one day, maybe throw five bucks and see what it gets you because you might be able to win money, but don't. On don't Syracuse. Yeah, on Syracuse. Syracuse. On Syracuse. If you put five bucks on yeah, you Notre like Dame, cents, you owe, you? You, yeah, it's, I think you probably owe the casino money if you put yeah. $5 down on Notre Dame. <laughs> Uh, now let's get into bench warmer of the week. New segment still got that new segment smell. Uh, I'll let you start this one. I oh, it's it. way too easy. Nate Robinson, man. for yeah. fuck's sake, don't yeah. ever, don't ever wear Nick's colors in a boxing ring ever again. That was just you. you Thank em- you for not wearing Nuggets colors. You embarrassed the NBA. You embarrassed all athletes everywhere, man. That's just it's easy. It's easy. You you you. Treated it like a street fight, and a YouTuber knocked you out. That's just, I mean, we're YouTubers now, technically, too. Technically, but we're not in a boxing ring. Holy fuck. Not trying to fa- face Nate Robinson or Jake Paul or whatever it may be. I'd love to face Nate Robinson. I'm not going to fight oh Jake Paul. God. Though. Yeah, Nate Robinson. I need bet, a few years of training. You're a over the week. Go, go, back to, go back to trying to become a rap album. Go back to the big three. The boxing is not for you. My bench warmer of the week, you'll like this. Derek Carr. Like I said, I like four, turnover, four total turnovers, pick six, and three lost fumbles. Uh, maybe maybe having small hands as a quarterback is a bad thing because you can't hold on to the ball. I'm going to blame that on Jim because our thumbnail for the NFL Unhinged was Derek Carr. That's true. And so that I'm going to blame that poor performance on Jim because he made it do that. Shout out to J-Dash Show. Uh, you can catch them on the mornings, Monday, Wednesday, Friday on yeah. the Unhinged Network. But I, I, I do. I think that's on you. That's It's a little bit that of a bad juju. Yeah. All right, now let's go to player of the week because this is more fun. I like having the bench warmer because then we also get to notice how much better the mm-hmm. players of the week are. Uh, I refuse to give Tyreek Hill any recognition before I say he's a convicted domestic violence perpetrator uh, and he, he beat his girlfriend who was pregnant with his kid and then he beat his kid. That's known. That's out there. That's why he got kicked out of Oklahoma State. But he did go off 260-something receiving yards in the game. Won me fantasy football and no league too. So thank, shout out to Tyreek Hill for winning me fantasy football, but still not for the you're, rest of You're a bad person, but you know you went off. I'm going to go Pat Mahomes because I can't pick Tyreek Hill. 37-49, 462 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, and he, I, that was kind of the changing of the guard quarterback-wise. He beat the crap out of Brady. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. A lot. I, I don't disagree with that. My honorable mention is Luke Garza. Like I said, he had back-to-back 40-point games for Iowa college basketball. The dude's a stud, going to be on the wooden watch for Naismith Player of the Year. So uh, he's, he's a one to watch. But my, my, my pick's easy because he won me a fantasy football game as well this week, and that's Derrick Henry. 178 yards, three touchdowns. The dude could not be touched. 
gonna have to stop. I, 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 I it's outstanding what he's been able to Tractor-cito. do. The dude's an animal. It's very easy. I'm doing that. Yeah, I switched up mine a little bit because uh, AJ Brown. The game I should have picked AJ Brown for. I was thinking about him was the week before, not this yeah. past weekend. Mm-hmm. Still had 100 yards, but not not as good as what he was. Mm-hmm. My last week, finishing up with play of the week. Uh, mine, obvious, it's the longest touchdown in Bengals history. Learned that today. Brandon Wilson, 103-yard kick return, basically straight up the middle on a team who's coached by a former special teams coordinator in uh, Joe Judge out over in New York. So I think that's pretty impressive. And it's the one bright thing. We also wore our, our IC uniforms, our whiteouts, color rush yep. uniforms. So that, get a shout-out for that, too. But it's the one good thing that I can look at this year. We had our longest touchdown in franchise history. That's fair. There wasn't a whole lot of great plays of the week. There's a lot of great players of the week. So it's a dull week for play of the week, but I'm going straight comedy again with this. I'm picking Jake Paul's knockout punch for my play of the week. Like I said, like it's, you, you made it go viral, and the whole sports world will be talking about you, Nate Robinson, for the next month and a half, two months, because you got knocked up fuck out by, by a YouTuber and that was a great KO even though it was a terrible fight and neither of those dudes had it. That wasn't an illegal punch by the way because Nate Robinson was diving so far in. That's yeah. the only reason why it landed a little and, bit towards and then, the back. And then the head. final punch is the one I'm talking about more specifically right on the button on the chin and it just out cold. Done. He was asleep. He was asleep on the mat. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> He's out like fight mate. <laughs> he, hit, he hit the floor and then his dreads hit the floor. That's how badly he got knocked out. Uh, my play of the week for Oh, yeah. Never mind. I'm on a loop. Holy crap. Uh, That's going to be the end of this episode. Let's get our plugs in. Uh, If if you're listening to us live on the Unhinged Sports Network, that means you started this Wednesday, uh, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. And you can also catch us every Wednesday on demand right afterward. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go ahead, subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Uh, We might read your review on the podcast Mm -hmm. if it's good enough. Uh, as well this week more than likely I will be going on the reserves pod yep. soon um, I will probably be recording that Thursday so you'll hear about it more next week but that episode should be coming out next week sometime so be on the lookout for that as well yeah I mean if you liked my appearance on the Air Raid show got to talk way way deep into football you'll love Nico on the on the reserves that's the resident basketball podcast for the Unhinged Sports Network uh, follow the Unhinged Sports Network on Twitter at Network Unhinged Instagram at Unhinged SN uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, at FEOTBPod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Ring the notification bell. Tell your friends to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to our link tree. Use the Fanatic stuff. There's so much good stuff We put there. it all in one place for it's, you guys. Just so. click two links and yeah. you're there and you can buy whatever. Like I said, go get you some soccer gear. Go get you some Bengals gear. Uh, when, go get you whatever. When it, it comes matter. in, I'll show you guys what I bought. But it, it's good. it looks good and it was only like 100, 100 bucks. For something that should have been over 200 I saved 40, 45 bucks on the promo code they had today. Every time that I've gone to Fanatics, they've had some sort of promo code for some sort Constantly of... Constantly new stuff, man. But be sure to use our link, because then some of that proceeds will go back to the network. So don't go... Don't Google search it. Google yeah. search us, and then go to the Fanatics page. you got to use the link, otherwise the link. it won't count for us. We love Fanatics and their partnership, but it doesn't benefit us if you don't use the link. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, be remember to tune in Sunday mornings for the NFL Unhinged show. Uh, Nico will know a little bit later this week if he's going to be on it. Who knows I should it be on it, but it's still up for, up for grabs. But yeah, I'll still give my picks. We'll have Zach back this weekend uh, with the Gridiron Gallery podcast. Obviously, Jim, maybe Carlos. I don't know if, if he's going to be able to come back from the J-Dash show. Kelsey and DJ from the High Low Sports podcast. Um, that starts on the network at 8 a.m. Mountain Time, 10 a.m. Yep, Eastern Time. 
uh, and then it goes live at 11.15 Eastern on YouTube as well. Right so. before the Sunday Slated game, so be sure to check that out, man. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, I like to have a lot of fun with the guys over there. Yeah, and be sure to keep checking out the Center of Attentions, too. You can't find them on our social medias anymore, only the YouTube, cha- YouTube channel. But that's that should be good, good enough for you guys to go subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe as well. Turn on the notifications so you know when we're coming at you. We're... We're going places. We've got big things planned. We just need you guys to continue to support us, continue to grow this thing as much as we can. Nico and I love doing this. We love uh, – we're, we're finding a groove, and we're going to continue to go go on this. So can, come join us on the bench. Get on We're having on so much fun, now. man. I'll, I'll let stop Jimmy, Jimmy rambling on and on because I know he's ca- Lou's catching his breath. But this is so much fun, man. Like we said, we're going to have so many more great things. We'll have an NBA preview show. Coming on later on, we may have an NBA on his show, like we have the NFL on his show too. So be on the lookout for that. Everything on the network is fantastic, man. There's a it's a constant good thing. Whenever I'm driving around, I always turn the network on. Whatever shows on, I listen to it because it's fantastic. Everyone lo- everyone sounds good on there, man. Um, be sure to, to check all the podcasts out because if you love us, you'll love the network. So and with that, for Nico, Jimmy. This has been Far Under the Bench, episode 17. Thank you guys for joining. We'll see you next week. Peace! When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar belly. Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pipes and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire to be. Elephants again, head of me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man. I got the plan. I call the shooters, they out with the van. Play with the squad, get piled like a sand. Piled like a perk. I'm going here. I'm going crazy. I'm yeah, sticking up for nigga. Let that music like I look a sand. I'm in the kitchen, compressing the bird. Take out a nine and I sell it for me.